What is the bull buying and selling outlook for 2023? Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. A big thank you goes out to our partners, Green Acres, Wassum Red Angus, Vitelli, Pharmatan, and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Heading right to the news, we've got lots to cover now with comments due January 17th of this year. Livestock organizations are discussing proposed changes in the more than the century-old Packers and Stockyards Act. Now, according to RCAF CEO Bill Bullard, he says that they have established a category of market-vulnerable individuals, he says, which appears to be reserved for minority producers who have historically been less favorably treated. He says, we believe this needs to be expanded to include producers who do not have sufficient marketing outlets for their cattle. Now, he goes on to say that RCAF USA would like to see the Packers and Stockyards Act clarify that a packer cannot claim a business jurisdiction as a defense. He says, in other words, they can't claim they did what they did because they had to do it in order to compete with other packers. Bullard said after this comment period, a third and final proposed rule is expected to be released for public comment. He says his organization has met with USDA to offer input on this yet unannounced rule and is optimistic it will be helpful to the independent cattle industry. A federal judge ruled to consolidate cases involving class action lawsuits against the nation's largest pork producers on allegations of price fixing. Minnesota District Court Judge John Thunheim ruled to consolidate 27 cases involving 146 parties. That is according to court filings. Thunheim had been receiving cases involving antitrust matters against the leading meat producers since 2018. The judge has recently handled antitrust cases across protein sectors with allegations against big-name companies like Tyson Foods, National Beef Packing Company, Swift Beef, JBS, Cargill, and many others. The USDA announced that 25 projects will receive close to $10 million to help strengthen the resiliency of the country's food supply chain. The department is taking several additional steps to help farmers, ranchers, processors, and rural businesses diversify the nation's meat supply. The USDA is awarding 23 grants totaling just under $4 million to help producer-owned companies process and market new products. The USDA is providing guarantees for a total of close to $6 million in loans to two companies through the Food Supply Chain Guaranteed Loan Program using American Rescue Plan funding. Through these two programs, USDA is investing in 25 projects in California, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Montana, Nebraska, New York, Ohio, Oklahoma, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and in Wisconsin. Now, moving into the new year has not been without its challenges because it is beginning with more of the same. The U.S. has been in significant drought since late 2020, with drought conditions continuing on into this year. The final drought monitor of 2022 showed that almost 75% of the U.S. is considered abnormally dry or worse. 
The drought categories can be combined into the Drought Severity and Coverage Index, DSCI, which can range from 0 up to 500 and currently stands right around 165. The DSCI for the U.S. has been 150 or above for 117 consecutive weeks, dating back to October of 2020. Prior to this period, the U.S. DSCI has not been above 150 since 2013. Now, as this year begins, 17 states have a DSCI, or the Drought Severity Coverage Index, greater than 150, mostly in the Central Plains and Western U.S. Six states, including California, Kansas, Nebraska, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Utah have a current DSCI over 300 with a maximum of DSCI of 358 in Nebraska. These six states had over 6.5 million head of beef cows at the beginning of 2022, accounting for 22% of the total U.S. beef herd. Now, no doubt these states have already seen significant herd liquidation last year, but clearly will face more herd liquidation if conditions do not improve. Now, before we head to break, I want to tell you a little bit about what some of these northern bred heifers and cows are going for. These are Dakota cattle. These are North and South Dakota, recently from Fort Pierre Livestock, uh, their sale just a little over a week ago. On the bred heifer side, a number of bred heifers fixing to calve anywhere from the end of February, right around the 24th of, of February, on into right around the 1st of April. Obviously, the majority of these bred heifers to calve in March, they're reds, they're blacks, they're baldies, but pretty darn incredible in terms of what some of these are bringing anywhere from are you ready for this y'all $1900 all the way up to 2350 on these commercial brands with weight ranges on the lighter weight heifers just a tick under 1000 pounds all the way up to heifers just a tick over 1200 now on to the bred cows obviously depends upon condition of weight of these cows now this is all of them thrown together these are the blacks the baldies the reds the red baldies the hereford cows the charlotte crosses all of them thrown together weight ranges anywhere from 11 all the way up to the heavier cows just a tick over 15 and a half with prices here pretty darn good as well from right around 900 bucks all the way up to ringing the bell at 1825. Stick around crew we're talking about the 2023 bull buying season coming up when we come back. It's not every day that you find something so well natural that works. Green Acres Angus genetics are just that. Despite market trends and fads of breeding large frame cattle Green Acres has remained true to its focus, breeding medium-framed, fertile cattle that perform on a 100% grass-fed and finished diet. These genetics produce efficient cattle that turn grass into high-choice and prime carcasses. To learn more, visit green-acres.org. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Stop by your local sale barn or livestock center and grab the latest issue of the Tri-State Livestock News. From the latest cattle market reports to various news stories within the ag industry, the Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. You can also check us out at tsln.com. And for those of you that might be interested in subscriptions or advertising, please give me a call, Tracy Hawk, at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Boost maternal heterosis and carcass quality with genetics from Jungle Shorthorn Farm. 
Join us for the 18th annual Durham's in the Dakotas sale, selling 100 PAP test guaranteed Shorthorn and Shorthorn Plus bulls, all with genetically enhanced EPDs and free delivery in the continental U.S. and Canada. Durham's in the Dakotas, the largest Shorthorn offering in North America. Saturday, January 28th at 6 p.m. in Catherine, North Dakota. Visit jungleshorthornfarm.com and call us today. The Ranch It Up radio show is much information as we can pack into a 30-minute program. Well, bow sale season, it is in full swing. We've already had several fall sales just prior to the new year. A lot of female sales. We've been reporting on them already. A lot of special feeder calf sales that wrapped up the New Year's and a lot of feeder calf sales right now. So what have been the trends? What are the thoughts? What's the mentality around this buying season? Well, I got the chance to visit with Roger Jacobs or Jake, as many of us know him. When we talk about buying and selling, especially purebred livestock or seed stock, I should say, buying and selling bulls, livestock auctioneer and rancher, Roger Jacobs, Jake comes to the top of my list all the time, selling many, 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 many bull sales each and every year. We're early in the season, Jake, but uh, you've had some sales already under your belt. And as we're going here into bull sale season, harvest season for a lot of us, momentum, what are people thinking? This has kind of been a crazy year because 2022, we were looking at drought moving into it. Then we got rain. We've had, had blizzards. So what has been the, what's the chatter? What are people saying? Well, I tell you what, the fall sale season was excellent, uh, by far the best we ever had in in the circle I ran in anyway. Uh, most of the sale averages were higher than the year before, and some of them historically high. So I think the optimism is out there. The feeder cattle market's exceptional. Our bred female, commercial female market was good through the fall. I know it's been extremely tough here in North and South Dakota as far as the weather in eastern Montana, but uh, a lot of the rest of the country that needed a lot of moisture is getting it. So I think we're going to see some heifer retention. We're going to see a lot of females get bred and good demand on these Cavanese bulls, but uh, uh, exceptional demand on the bulls throughout the spring, I think. Uh, as time goes forward, I think our numbers in this business are getting in line. I think our supplies going down are going to go down, and it's a good time to have some cows around you. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, you get you get people asking you all the time, Jake, what are these cattle going to sell for? Jake, what are that bull going to sell for? All of this. You know, if we had that, that little magic bullet or that little eight ball that we could shake, I guarantee you and I would not be doing what we're doing if we could, if we could uh, you know, predict the future with that. But I will say this is, you know, if we look at the last few years and the challenges that we've had, you know, when we went through the Rona and COVID and everybody got separated and we're trying to do this and, oh my gosh, there's been wars uh, internationally and there's been a lot of challenges for those people in the, in the beef cattle and in the meat business but what we have seen is not only has the demand for beef maintained it's actually increased and i'm talking about the prices that consumers are willing to pay for said product they're willing to pay that premium dollar to know one where their beef comes from and in my opinion, that has trickled all the way down to what somebody like Rebecca and I are going to come to a bull sale like this and what we're going to pay for bulls to run with our commercial cows. Oh, absolutely. And I, one thing I think we've really found out over the last four or five years is this consumer is willing to pay for good beef. And they have really educated themselves on the difference between good prime and choice beef and ordinary beef and they're willing to pay the premium for the good product 
And I think going forward, we're going to have to know uh, where it comes from. Um, we're going to have to have ranch of origin, country of origin, all that. People are going to demand it. But And if you really want to know what feeder cattle are worth, just tune in Monday and Tuesday when we sell about 60,000 of them on the diamond ring sale for Northern Livestock Video, and you'll see what these feeder cattle are worth. And I know that there's a lot of people that are looking forward to that as a gauge, maybe, of what will be to come. That's for sure. It's always one of the good sales of the season and kind of sets the tempo through the spring. And I, I think we'll see these cattle go my, move higher as we go through the year. Now, as you've uh, you've been in this business a number of years, obviously, marketing cattle, I'm not going to age you by any stretch of the imagination, Jake, but you have seen pretty much everything come and go to technology and sold in just about every way. Now, those uh, those of us commercial guys, and I'm awful proud to be one, do you think that we have changed our buying habits? And what I mean by that is I'm talking about as I enjoy watching these sales of we have everything from online to videos to, oh, my gosh, the data that we have on these cattle is incredible that we have. Now, nothing could take the place of actually getting on the phone and calling somebody and talking to them about the cattle or coming to the sale and visually appraise them. Nothing can take that place. But have you seen the way that a lot of us commercial producers are buying bulls? Have you seen that? change and if you have how has it changed oh i i think i've seen a lot of change especially over the last 10 years um we've seen a lot of generational turnover and the younger ranches and ranchers in particular are using the data a lot more than they have in the past i i think we still need to visually appraise these cattle i think it's terribly important to look at structure and kind before you look at the numbers but if you like them then study the numbers and people are studying the numbers and there's enough programs out there premium programs if you're using the right genetics you're gonna you're gonna collect some premium there's a lot of difference anymore between the just commodity cattle and the ones that have the goods so on the on the commercial end of it people want to kind of follow along a little bit and have a have a, a gauge of maybe where uh, some of these feeder cattle could be going a couple of the, the the sale barns that you represent that you sell and you market with where can people go and follow along well i i think any one of these good markets i mean you can tune in any day of the week whether it's here at kiss livestock on their sale day or whether it's wednesday at public auction yards or thursday at billings livestock or whether it's sioux falls or pier wherever it is you're they're on the internet every day so you can keep up with this market uh day in and day out and kind of know where you're at hey jake thanks so much for the time always good to run into you now we talked about technology and all of this wonderful information that is out there to help us make purchasing decisions. And we're going to talk a lot about that in the next few weeks to come. In fact, we're going to go more in depth than we ever have. But with all of this information, we still have to be able to visually appraise the cattle. I believe in this wholeheartedly. Structural soundness, utter development, not to mention temperament. Well, Dusty Fry with Fry Angus Ranch and I, we, we touch on this very topic of visually appraising cattle about having all of this information and it is it is awesome to have all of this information to help us make those bull buying decisions but we have to be able to go out and look at these cattle and appraise these cattle as we say so dusty uh you know first thanks for stepping in here now i know that on your outfit providing as much information for your customers it's it's vitally important to your success at fry angus ranch especially when it comes to videoing 
the Bills. Well, videos of our Bills, it, I mean, you reach a whole network of people around the United States. Uh, and the day we video, we try to make those Bills look for sale day, that they're going to look the same as they look on sale day. I love to have all of this information to us, especially on the video side, Dusty. Heck, I pioneered the darn thing. But when it comes to taking the video and taking all of the data in the sale book and putting this together, really, I, I got to be honest with you, and, and you and I agree on this, is nothing beats putting a set of eyes on those potential purchases prior to the sale. We need to step back and look at phenotype and foot structure in these cattle, and we need to look at leg set and hind leg in them. We need to get that heel, you know, got to get these cattle a little bit more up on their toes and not so shallow heeled and we can cover some ground and breed some cattle that have some phenotype with good longevity. We need to visually analyze these cattle for what structure is and structure. You know, it's structure, structure. I mean, we got to, these cows got to work. As Dusty and I were wrapping up our conversation, he brought up a very good point, and he said, you know when you get your sale book and you start to make your first cut, right? You might be looking at some of the data and saying, well, here is some benchmarks, and I need a a particular bull that does this, right? I may need to be injecting more of, of a particular trait into my calves. And we make that first cut, that first sort, and we we put them into a virtual pen, right? And then we go and we watch some of the videos and we, we start to whittle that down a little bit more. If the decisions that we made on paper, if they're starting to digitally on the video, if they're starting to match up. But now if we add the last component to it, and spend a little bit time visually. And I, I think it's wonderful that we can buy all these cattle sight unseen, right? I've done a lot of it. I bought and sold myself. But especially if we're looking at maybe a new program or we are not as familiar with the program, when we take just that little bit of time, if we can, to get to those sales and put our eyes on those potential lots that we're looking at buying, not only do we see those bulls, in person, but we see a representation of that whole program that we are potentially looking at financially making that investment into. Because no matter what we're doing, I say it a thousand times, I've been saying that year after year after year after year, communication is the key. And if we can open up those doors just a little bit more, it's going to help you and I. Hey, Dusty, thank you so much for the time again. If you would like some more information, on the Fry Angus Ranch and their program and their sale, which is coming up February 5th, by the way. It's their 48th annual. Just head to Fry, F-R-E-Y. That's FryAngusRanch.com. Thank you so much, Dusty. Good to bump into you, my friend. And stick around. We've got Kirk in the numbers is coming up right after this. We've talked about Pharmatan and its success over the past several years, usually encouraging you to feed it in the diet 90 days pre-calving. Now here's Paul Mitchell with how we're using Pharmatan both pre- and post-weaning in our calves. A lot of guys are using the Pharmatan both for coccidia control and then excellent to help with that transition to solid feed and seeing their weights really hold up as they put cattle through their weaning ration and to a higher energy diet. Head to imogeneingredients.com. 
We want to introduce you to one of the diamonds in the rough in the Red Angus business, the Wassum Red Angus annual production sale Thursday, February 16th at the Wick Sale Facility in Richardson, North Dakota, selling 60 bows, 70 open commercial heifers, and 10 bred females. They breed the best to sell the best so we can raise the best. It makes sense, doesn't it? WassumRedAngus.com, that's W-A-S-E-M, or follow along on Facebook at Wassum Reds. Powerful, profitable, and practical Red Angus cattle, you know, the way they should be. Vitelli is a precision livestock company that has set out to solve what we call the Triple Challenge. And the Triple Challenge is really the combination of the need for more protein, coupled with doing it in a more sustainable production practice, and then lastly, doing it in a way that producers can make money. And that is the ultimate challenge that Vitelli has set out to solve for. We know that genetic progress is a permanent and compounding solution to that triple challenge. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. It's that time when we check in with Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated, to find out what happened, where it happened, when it happened, how it happened. That's kind of a lot, Kirk, that you got to answer right there. <laughs> that is a lot, Tigger. As of Friday, January 6th, January feeders closed the week at 182.65, down 90 cents on the week with the CME feeder index at 180.46, down $1.47. That leaves our basis or the difference between cash and futures for January futures at a negative $2.24, which is fairly normal. February live cattle closed the week at 156.77 and a half, down $1.15 on the week with cash trading 157 in the south and 157 to 59.50 in the north. That leaves our five area weighted average down 19 cents at 157.87. The basis versus February futures was a positive dollar nine and a half. The weekly slaughter came in at 563,000. That's 56,000 head lower than last year. So again, declining slaughter numbers. Choice boxes, Closed the week at 282.99. That's up a dollar one on the week. Have your listeners take note of the spread, so the difference between choice and select. It aggressively narrowed this week from $31 to 23.65. That may be an indication that consumers are choosing a cheaper cut of meat with these high prices. To wrap this up, March corn closed the week at $6.53 and a quarter cents, down 19 cents on the week. So uh, anything that we need to kind of keep in mind or that we need to be looking at either at this time of year seasonal or that we need to keep in mind and look at based on what the market reactions have been? As far as market reactions go, um, you know, the old adage is high prices cure high prices. Specifically with on the beef side of the equation, we are clearly into the high price category. Of course, that's offset by a declining supply. And so I, I think I'd just keep a close eye on the consumer starting to balk at the high prices and shift their spending habits. As far as seasonals go, there's a very strong week seasonal for January and March feeders that starts January 1st and runs through the length. That's not the case with the deferred feeders, so August, September, et cetera. Especially those listeners out there that have March feeders, might not be a bad idea to take a look at some puts or some LRP contracts. And people wanting more information, especially those individuals that maybe found us for the first time, the best way to start said conversations is uh, by texting the word CATTLE, C-A-T-T-L-E-2-33777, and that gets you the uh, 
the free newsletter that you send every week. And, and then uh, from there has your contact information and email, and then those conversations can start if there is more help or more, uh, more marketing uh, advice and consultations that need to take place. Absolutely. Taylor. The best way to get to know me and kind of get comfortable with the, with the whole system would be to get on the, the free no-obligation newsletter. Mark Van Zee with LivestockMarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, January 18th, we have an all-class cattle online auction. Bidding opens at just $100 a head. No reserve. All lots will sell. 114 head of cows and bred heifers. Featured lots include 30, 45 purebred Red Angus bred heifers. Two years old when they start calving February 1st for 60 days. Bred to calving ease bulls from Leland and Wingland Ranch. They weigh 1125 from Far West Farms in Kingston, Missouri. 39 black and red Angus cows, two to six years old, average 1,200 pounds, 32 are black, seven red, red to Angus bulls, preg checked in September, general disposition from Groose Farms in Olean, Missouri. 16 black and black baldy bred heifers, average 800 pounds, bred to registered Gelby calving ease bulls, home raised, closed herd, 7G Ranch in Quitman, Texas. 10 black Angus cows, seven years old, average 1050, bred to ultra black bull. They'll calve in the next three months from Kershaw Farms in Lake City, Florida. Four black Angus cows, four to five years old, average 1150, three to six months bred to a black Angus bull, good eyes and feet from Williams Farms in Sparta, Tennessee. Bidding opens at just $100 a head, and bidding is currently live, but all lots will sell the morning of Wednesday, January 18th. Got cattle to sell? Regular online cattle auctions the first and third Wednesday of every month on LivestockMarket.com and AuctionTime.com. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. And now before we say fairly well, a big tip of the hat goes out to kind of the same as last week. Everyone traveling to and from the Cattlemen's Congress, those people that are on their way to Denver for the National Western Stock Show. A lot of stock shows going on this time of year Black Hill Stock Show and Rodeo is coming up the end of January. The NCBA convention is going on. Tis the season for conventions, right? And now that's going to wrap it up for today, everyone. A big thanks from our crew to yours. Roger Jacobs, great to catch up with you again, Jake. Dusty Fry, FryAngusRanch.com, again, for more information. Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com. Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, and the boss lady Beck. She's carousing around here somewhere. A big thank you goes out to our partners, Green Acres, Wassum Red Angus, Vitelli, Pharmatan, and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler and Crew. So glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. You can call and text us 24-7 at 707-726-2420. That is 707-RANCH, R-A-N-C-H-2-0. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.